Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, let me me talk about talk. Said you living life as a gringo Where you question, where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course It is Thursday, so it means it's time for our Thursday Trends episode And I'm going to be flying solo on today's show Um, I'm, a, I'm always going to keep it honest with y'all I had a guest and they bailed on me last minute. So the show must go on, right? That's the the, the moral of the story. It's nice though. We had a guest on on Tuesday show. So um, you know, hopefully you are are not sick of of just hearing me speak. Um and we'll 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 get through the stories today. I mean, I'm I'm kind of fired up about a few of them. So maybe this is is for the best. And I also I have to to pat myself on the back because I don't do this enough. I think I had mentioned this months ago. I just been talking about like how I've been building out my own studio and all these different things. Y'all, I'm I'm pretty much done with the studio. It is built out. It feels amazing. And I don't say that to be too braggadocious. I'm just proud of myself. And also, I hadn't picked up a power saw ever in my entire life until I, you know, took on this project of building out this studio. So I guess a lesson to be learned here. YouTube is your best friend. Man, a beautiful world we live in. There's a lot of chaos, a lot of shit going on. But there are so many, man, things that you can do for yourself and and, and utilize all of the resources that are out there, including YouTube, which is essentially like better than college at this point. They have everything you could ever imagine looking up. And I did that. I built a studio. All that you see on YouTube, on the Michael Thura podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch uh, the video version of the podcast. Um, I built all that and, and everything around it. Maybe I'll give like a tour on, on my social media or something like that. I think I'm, I'm going to do a, a vlog update. Anybody who remembers me from my vlog days on YouTube, uh, my short-lived vlog days. 
But uh, yeah, that's it. I'm just feeling proud as I look around and I've been able to kind of just sit in here and, and chill the last couple of days and just like have a really beautiful, quiet, clear space to, to work. I'm, I'm really happy about that. We're moving on. It's Thursday. So let's get into, into some of these stories, man. Uh, one that has been producing meme after meme this last week, of course, is the rumored romance between Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner. A lot of people have opinions, myself included. We will talk about that. I did want to also revisit the whole Ralph Barbosa versus George Lopez uh, controversy that's been going on. Um, we talked about it on the last episode with Frankie Quinones. Um, but of course, you know, George Lopez sort of talking shit on a young up and coming comic named Ralph Barbosa. So we'll talk a bit more about that. I also wanted to highlight this story um, from from WeAreMeToo.com. And it's of a San Diego street vendor being harassed by a bunch of young Karens. And this apparently, I'm not from the West Coast, but apparently this is sadly becoming a very regular thing where street vendors um, in the California area are are being harassed by um, the Karens of the world. So we'll, we'll get into that. It's a really disgusting story. But we'll talk about that. And then on a positive side of things, um, let's talk about Rihanna and her Fenty beauty line and the new perfume that she has. And the two women that she has chosen to kind of be the face of it in the advertisements, um, a beautiful love story and, and, and one that was kept a secret for a while. So this is kind of a beautiful story to, to be shared out there to the public. Um, and it involves uh, two beauty queens, uh, Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico. We'll talk all about that. I think it's just a, a beautiful kind of moment, especially particularly for our culture in, uh, in various ways. I'll leave it at that. And with that said, man, let's first get to the, the nonsense, the BS from this last week in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so I'm going to start light here. Let's just tackle this fucking Bad Bunny story of apparently him and Kendall Jenner having this romance, right? So there was allegedly last week uh, a story that broke of the two of them kissing at a Los Angeles nightclub, okay? And then following that up, you have now Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner allegedly spotted dining in the same restaurant, right? Nobody has a photo of them actually together on this date. Um, they're just saying that they they did arrive and leave around the same time and that they may have actually been on a double date with Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber. Interesting stuff. Now, normally I don't give a fuck about this kind of stuff too much. Of course, we talk about it because it's just fun to, you know, kind of go back and forth and, and give our our takes on, uh, on other people's lives. But um, I think this one really, I think, hit close to home for a lot of people, especially with the Internet and meme culture. First and foremost, they had people, um, people were kind of tearing apart Kendall Jenner and what it would sound like her speaking Spanish. There was a lot of memes with that. But I also just think that for a lot of people, we view Bad Bunny as almost this like, and unfairly probably, saintly figure from our community who is always doing the right thing in regards to representation for us and is always kind of even though he's a famous person and, and arguably the most famous you know, artist on the planet right now, he never seems to carry himself 
in that world and never seems to get too caught up in it right he always is is at least coming across as the humble kid from from puerto rico right from a small town in puerto rico and this kind of flips that that idea we have of him on his head right being associated with the kardashians and the shit show and the the fortune that they've created on the back of having no talent whatsoever really it's just not the type of world that we would expect our our boy benito to be a part of and i think that's why so many people are are kind of a bit taken back by especially when he talks about um you know being so proud to be puerto rican and and all these different things uh and and i guess you know the idea of of him going out with you know uh one of the most famous white women in the world i guess you could say um kind of goes against the many of the lyrics even that he has in his songs uh, and and listen everybody's allowed to to love who they want to love and be with whoever they want to be with and hook up with whoever they want to hook up with i i just think we all kind of got the notion that you know uh, bad bunny was maybe just a bit above the whole kardashian clan and and that whole hollywood scene but apparently he's uh maybe fallen you know fallen uh in, into that whole that whole nonsense and listen, I, I mean, like, you know, again, everybody's allowed to hook up with whoever they want, do whatever they want. This is his own life, right? I'm not here to, uh, to you know, judge the man for what he's doing. But it's like the, the worst of the possible worst. Like, you know, go, go hook up with whoever you want to hook up with. But like getting involved and wrapped up in the world of the Kardashians, that's, um, I don't know. I think that's beneath our guy. Uh, and, and maybe he's getting a little bit wrapped up in the Hollywood life. I think it, it, it's possible. On the other side of things, um, there are those who have theories. Uh, my girlfriend is is at the the heart of this one. That this actually isn't real, and this is all being propagandized by by Chris Jenner, who is the master of of PR. And this is my girlfriend's theory because um, nobody has found a picture of the two of them actually together on this date. So in her mind, uh, this is all um, a rumor, you know. And and apparently, there's no picture of them kissing in the nightclub either which again, for today's day and age, is very, very rare. Uh, so I wouldn't put it past uh, Chris Jenner. I mean, she had no problem exploiting her daughter uh, for a sex tape so they could all become rich and famous. So I mean, again, bad bunny, Benito, you don't need to be wrapped up in, in this world of this nonsense. Look at, look at what, what you know, uh, ends up happening for anybody who kind of flies in the Kardashian circle. It's just never really, you know, something something good. I think you're you're a little better than that, uh, Benito. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. But hey, again, to each his own. Now moving on to this whole Ralph Barbosa, George Lopez situation. Again, we talked about it a bit on on Tuesday show with Frankie Quinones. I just think I wanted to kind of dive into it a little bit more. You know, of course, George uh, Lopez, legendary comedian, OG in the the world of comedy. Ralph Barbosa is a, a really promising um, newcomer who's been getting a lot of, of, of really great, well-deserved attention as of late. George Lopez is on his own podcast um, talking, you know, when somebody brought up Ralph Barbosa's name, George Lopez essentially said, um, you know, I have no idea who that is. Who's that? Do you know who that is? Why are we talking about that motherfucker? Basically is what he was saying. And a lot of people were like, whoa, you know, why is, is George Lopez a, a legend in this game? taking shots at, at this newcomer. And again, like we were talking about with Frankie, we are our own worst enemies oftentimes as Latinos and I think as marginalized people in general, where we feel like anybody else from our community who gets success doing something similar to us 
is is now you know taking money out of our pocket, taking food out of our mouth, so to speak, right? And a lot of stories are coming out about George Lopez, sort of this being his mo of of wanting to be like uh, Frankie said, that top dog, and to tear down other people, even from his community, um, to make sure that he remains that top sort of Latin comedian. And it's just sad. It's it's, it's another painful kind of reminder of how we shoot ourselves in the foot and and like i don't know when you when you look at at so much of our history being erased and hollywood ignoring us and and only feeling like we're good for stereotypes like of course there's a burden on the outside world the the white people that are in fact in control but we also got to take responsibility for doing wacky ass shit like this where we are tearing each other down where someone like George Lopez, you know, through his talent, of course, broke down doors and barriers, but he could have done so much more, right? Like he he could have had the leverage to start his own production company that was specifically uplifting new Latin comics or things like that. And listen, I don't know, you know, the specifics of George, George Lopez's career. I've never been a gigantic fan like that where I know everything the man has has done or, or hasn't done. Um, but but I think it's safe to to assume from the way that he's reacted and some of the historical things that people are bringing up who knew him, he's just not that guy who's interested in uplifting others. And, you know, of course, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do with their life or their career and how to count their money, essentially, right? But I also have always talked about this, and I stand by it. I think that because we come from a marginalized community, we all bear some sort of burden, whether we like it or not, to throw the ladder back down, right? When we get to, to climb up there, we should be looking to throw the ladder back down for the next person, you know, because it only makes us stronger, right? I, I think that the irony is that George Lopez, yeah, of course, he's a legend, but if the Latin culture had a breakout, you know, uh, more when he was in his prime, he probably would have gotten even more opportunities, right? That's why somebody like, Bad Bunny, who we just spoke of, you know, um, is is kicking down the door for for so many other Latin artists to now get looks for big features or big placements or award shows and things like that. Right. Because, you know, he he's striking while the iron is hot and he's creating this idea of like this Latin momentum. And now everybody's trying to be a part of it. And someone like George Lopez could have done that as well if he was interested in collaborating with people or bringing people up, um, you know, in the same way someone like Bad Bunny has has historically done. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's a really sad reminder of us being our own enemies. And it was just a story I wanted to bring up again because I just, I just am so hurt by that. Right. And, and, uh, not personally by George Lopez or, or, or these actions. Right. But, um, by, by the fact that, I don't know, I guess as someone who's like, always like, man, we got to band together, we got to do this. And then you just see somebody with like the utmost power just shitting on that idea and not doing their part. It's like incredibly disappointing. And at times it's like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking go, um, you know, go live in the woods somewhere for, for a while and, uh, and just do my own thing and, and not worry about trying to do something bigger than myself because, you know, some of y'all just got it, got it wrong. And I'm not trying to be negative like that. I think I like to think that George Lopez is like in the minority and that, um, you know, even talking to somebody like Frankie, him talking about, how this is in fact you know not how he operates and he's always been about trying to bring people up i think that gives me hope but 
um, you know, and 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 kind of coming to the the final parts of this whole story, you know, and how it kind of ended. Um, you know, Ralph Barbosa, uh, as we had mentioned, was on Andrew Schultz podcast and talks about how George Lopez called him personally um, and didn't to make it a whole big fuss and, and, and actually just talked to him man to man, apologizing um, and, and told Ralph that, you know, uh, if he ever needed anything, um, he has his number, which I think is a great move. And, and it sucks that it took public backlash uh, for, for George to kind of take that sort of stance. Um, but that's kind of unfortunately the mindset of a lot of the people in this world, but specifically in our community, which it hurts a little bit more just because, again, we're marginalized. Our voices are often silenced. And when one of us breaks through and gets to a point of power and leverage and then refuses to use it uh, for, for any sort of good other than his, his own, it, it's just incredibly disappointing, you know, um, be, because there are so many other people who would have used that position to to help further progress our community. And I think that's what hurts the most about it and why I kind of wanted to um, reiterate that story today on, on our show. Now, the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to this nonsense, the BS, um, this one is about a street vendor in, in San Diego who was harassed by a group of young Karens, right? And again, I'm from the East Coast, so we don't have a ton of, of um, I don't know, I guess history of like the idea of like street vendors like this. You know, I know that when you go to LA, uh, outside of the baseball games and all that stuff, it's a very common, common practice. And again, this is in San Diego, but um, they, they, the story on WeAreMeToo.com talks about how street vendor harassment uh, continues to rise. And there was a man in San Diego who became another victim of it. So Andres Argueles Alvarez was just minding his own, own business one night, as they say, working his hot dog stand near the San Diego State University's uh, Viejas Arena. And four college students, four white parents, decided to come up and harass him. And they were touching his food without consent. They were arguing with him about pricing. And then they even had the the nerve to to call him uh, an illegal. And I think they actually called all vendors illegals, right? And what they're saying happened here was, and it's all on video, you can find this. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But um, they're arguing with him about how his hot dogs are $7. Uh, and you hear blatantly and see it on camera, one of the Karens say, quote, I'm going to fuck you over now, you understand. And then throws a piece of her food into the stand. Another set, uh, says, quote, she's not doing anything, to be honest while then continuing to go on and touch uh, the dude's food uh, while it's on the grill. Um, now, this man was better than me because he was politely asking them to, to please um, leave while they're screaming in his face, no, sir. Uh, and, and the women continued to touch his food, grabbing and eating his products without consent. They laugh um, even when he's, you know, telling them, please stop, please just go. And again, he's better than me because... There would have been ketchup, you know, thrown at these girls. They would have been covered in ketchup and all types of uh, random condiments that belonged on, on on the hot dog because I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken the shit. But I'm speaking from a place of privilege, right? Now I don't know this man's um, status in, in this country, but but either way, I think it is the immigrant story as a whole. Uh, many of the previous generations of our parents or grandparents, where they felt like they had to just be happy to be here. And society told them, just be happy to be here, you know, shut up and do do your job and, and whatever you got to do. Um, but we don't want to hear from you, you know. And many people, older generations adapted this sort of mentality where they want to, um, you know, not be seen or heard. You know, they kind of 
are, are just grateful to have an opportunity to not be, you know, uh, suffering in, in their native country. And, you know, this man didn't feel like he could comfortably stand up for himself, right? Like anybody else would have had the police called and, and all these different things, but it shows you like that's why these street vendors are such easy targets is people know that they're going to be subservient because they're, they're scared of getting in trouble. Um, they're, they're, they don't want the attention of police coming and all these things. And when you have pieces of shit like these Karens coming up there and, and taking advantage of that, man, it just, it's really scary to think about humanity, you know, and, and, you know, the, the world that we currently live in. And, you know, of course, racism has always existed. I'm not going to just put it on him, but man, this like post Trump MAGA era where, these people are so emboldened to just show their hate and they're being filmed and they don't give a fuck about it. Right. And, and, and nobody really seems to, to sadly give a fuck about it because it's just street vendors. Right. And, and they're less than human in the eyes of so many people and they can't stand up for themselves for a multitude of reasons. I mean, the man probably doesn't have a permit, right. He's just kind of uh, doing this and, and hoping for, for the best. And and doesn't feel like he can stand up for himself because it will bring negative attention onto him and his business, which he needs to provide for his family. And it's a really shitty situation that uh, people like this, these Karens of the world would take advantage of that, knowing that just to pick on him and to fuck with him when he's literally just trying to make some money to take home to his family. It's fucking disgusting. Now, the the uh, college, San Diego State University, has released a statement saying that, quote, None of the individuals in the video are confirmed to be SDSU students. Now, this uh, comment comes after social media um, essentially claimed otherwise, right? And identified some of these students in the video, um, allegedly, I should say. And, and, and some of them were allegedly even a part of a sorority at the school. Now, the sorority has denied the, that um, these, these were the, the, the girls involved in the video, that they were actually members of it. The school has also said that um, the, the women that the social media video, uh, identified were actually, um, misidentified and were not the correct students. Um, now you had Margaret, uh, Chantung. She's the chief spokesman, chief spokesperson for Cal State San Marcos and said that the actions taken in this video are extremely disrespectful to the vendor and go against the university's values. Um, and then said the dean of students is currently quote, looking into the matter. Interesting. Um, I, I, I guess time will tell if the internet, you know, identified them, you know, correctly as students or the, the university is just trying to cover this up or if they are some other, you know, random people, I think either way, it's, it's incredibly shitty and, and you feel for this man who, you know, I'm sure if it is a street vendor is not rolling cash and you know, had to front the money for the hot dogs and things like that. And then to now go there and these these people destroy his inventory and make that night a loss for him. And I'm sure money that he was counting on for his family. Like, it's just it's just disgusting. And you hope that the uh, people responsible for this are going to be identified and going to be uh, met with some sort of, um, you know, punishment for it. Right. And and then, you know, we are me too caught up with the the vendor. And he's just explaining how the girls didn't want to pay for the hot dog. They wanted uh, him to give them free food. And he called them uh, clearly, quote, privileged and said that they began vandalizing his stand and, quote, grabbing the food with their hands and stealing. And, yeah, I think privilege is a 
is is uh, a bit too kind of a word for for these uh these future Karens of America that uh that were assaulting this this poor guy but but definitely that's a level of privilege where you feel like you can walk up to somebody and tell them what they should be charging or as he said asking for free food and that it's okay and that if you don't like the price that the man is charging that you then get to retaliate and harass him right like that is beyond my own grasp of thinking like if i've i've never in my life gone somewhere and as somebody who has grown up in the new york city area i've seen my own fair share of price gouging happen in in various situations i've never thought to myself i don't like what you're charging for price so i'm going to then flip out on you and destroy your inventory as a result no if i don't like the price i walk away and i go somewhere else right uh it's just like your your mom used to say when you go home we got food at the house right like that's that's what my reaction would have been. Uh, do I want to pay $7 for, for a hot dog? Probably not right now. So let me just walk away. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to go and, and destroy this man's uh, livelihood because I don't like the pricing that he, he, he set up there. But again, that just shows you the boldness, right? And, and that these girls have been empowered throughout the course of their entire lives to think that they deserve special privilege, that they can tell other people you know, what they can and can't do with their business and that they can pick on on people that they view to be lesser than to, to them and, and have no consequences. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Like in 2023, where, you know, everybody's filming everything, yet you don't give a fuck, um, you know, in your your actions and you're still going to be out there doing reckless shit like this. Uh, it, it You know, it's like even when we ignore the humanity aspect of it, like this is just boldness of knowing that you feel like you are untouchable, that the law, that life, that, you know, things do not uh, apply to you, that you are above having to, you know, actually exist here as a normal um, and, and positive contributing member of this society, that you, you think you're above that. And that's what, you know, incidents like this begin to um, showcase. You know, it's this level of privilege that you are able to act you know, like an asshole, and it's okay because of the way that you look or the way that you, you know, were, were brought up or raised, you know? And of course, it's a group of, of Karens. Of course, the, the main one there is some uh, blonde-haired white girl who, who obviously thinks that she is above having to pay for food or that she gets to dictate what the world around her um, does or doesn't do, and it's just absolutely ridiculous and disgusting. Now, the, the crazy part about this, I want to make sure I, I really paint the picture, is that the, the vendor talks about how this went on for fucking 40 minutes, over 40 minutes, he says, and and talks about how they just wanted to pick on him and that they would have harassed him even if he gave out the hot dogs for free. Bro, 40 fucking minutes. I'm sorry. What kind of a loser are you that you have an extra 40 plus minutes to spend uh, hanging out at a hot dog stand outside of a, 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 a stadium? Like, first and foremost, but B, like. 40 minutes, you felt so fucking comfortable that nothing was going to happen to you, that no, nobody was going to come and, and hold you accountable, that you felt comfortable enough to stay there for 40 minutes, right? Like, that, that is a level of privilege that I have never experienced in my life. Like, anytime I've ever done some stupid shit as a young kid, I knew that I had to get in and out because, you know, I did not want anybody coming to see me doing the stupid shit that I was doing because... I knew that would be a wrap for me. But again, these four white girls, these four feature Karens of America are 
are that bold, where they feel like they are that untouchable, they can stand there for 40 minutes harassing a, a, a person just trying to do their job. And, and then you think about the vendor. He talks about how he felt sad and humiliated by it, right? And that, that you know, even in the interview, he was noticeably still distressed about it. And, um, of course, because of the loss of, of much of his products. Like, again, you know, we aren't rich here. And, and somebody who's uh, a street vendor is not rolling dough. Like, that money that they fronted to buy those hot dogs that day, like, they did that with the, with the idea that they would make their money back um, and then be able to put some food on the table, right? They were counting on that. And now, not only did he um, not walk away, I'm sure, with, with you know, some extra money to, to buy groceries for his family the next day, he also now is at a loss because of the, the money he put up front to buy those things. You know, it's just the lack of humanity is really fucking scary and it's really appalling. And man, white privilege at its finest. Um, and for some reason, I want to blame Taylor Swift. I don't know why that's coming to my head, but uh, <laughs> that that might be my own uh, bias against Taylor Swift uh, coming out. I don't know. But the vendor also, people have been helping the vendor. I want to make sure we end with, with some you know positive action that could happen. Um, the vendor has actually gotten a lot of help from the, the local community. People have been donating money to him. Uh, via his Venmo account. If you want to do the same, it's at Ice Cream 22. At Ice Cream 22. Ice Cream spelled how ice cream is spelled. Um, and it's under his name, Andres Argueles Alvarez. If you wanted to send the guy a couple bucks to make him feel better about the situation, I know I'm going to send him a, a, a couple bucks because I think it's just a shitty situation. Anyway, that's the 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 nonsense from this last week. People are really fucking shitty, man. I can't I can't get over get over that. Like, man, white privilege is a very real thing. All right. With that said, let's talk about some positive stuff, man, for Army this segment. Um, man, some some really cool kind of inclusion happening, and and we'll get into all of it. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s 
to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. All right, so something really incredible and I think positive that that I wanted to highlight was this new uh, perfume ad from Rihanna's. Um, Fenty line, right? And it actually features Miss Puerto Rico and Miss Argentina, who uh, or were on a pageant together and actually secretly uh, were, were dating one another, right? And they actually got married uh, secretly this last November. And they, uh, they were dating in secret for two years and finally felt comfortable enough um, when, they, when they tied the knot to, to make their relationship public. And they said, quote, after deciding to keep our relationship private, we opened the doors to them on a special day. And this is what they wrote in a, a joint Instagram post, you know, and so many dope things. I think first and foremost, to have um, these these Latin women as the face of, of Rihanna's Fenty Beauty campaign is is incredible. I think that. In general, what you've seen with somebody Rihanna has done with her lingerie or, or the beauty stuff is she's put women of color at the forefront. And, uh, you know, women of all figure sizes when it comes to lingerie and, and all these different things and like really revolutionized an industry that um, basically only f- catered to white, you know, uh, women who, who fit into like the stereotypical model mold. Right. And, and not what, you know, um, is, is something and not something that is like a, a healthy sort of, um, you know, thing to idolize uh for for young women right but somebody like rihanna has come along and totally revolutionized it and crushed you know the the old world of thinking and and this i think ad kind of continues to push that especially beyond them just being latin women i think that in our community specifically where there is still this level of homophobia that that happens and runs runs rampant you know to to have two latin women coming out publicly who you know are are you know uh, public figures in in beauty pageants and are now going to be on a gigantic campaign like this one that's going to garner so much attention i just think it's it's a beautiful kind of 
progression for our community to not make those who who do identify as as, as queer um, to not make them feel like they have to hide in the the shadows anymore, right? And that they they can't be you know accepted or or have their place in this world and in this community, you know. So all of this kind of stuff again, when you talk about the idea of inclusion and and just diversity and, and what the goals of that is. It's for people to feel seen, and and as a result of feeling seen, they feel comfortable enough to express themselves authentically, and that's all you could ever ask for in this world. That's all any of us, um, you know, could ever really be striving for. And campaigns like this one, um, now of course we, you know, they 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 know it's going to bring a lot of attention. Attention brings money, blah blah blah. But I, I think beyond it, it it continues to kind of kick down some of those doors. And again, for for our community, um, you know where we, we have a, a bit of a shady track record when it comes to people of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I just think stuff like this is, is incredible and it's incredible progression to, to continue to see. So I love it. Salute to Rihanna, salute to these women. I just think it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Fabiola Valentin, who is Miss Puerto Rico, and Mariana Varela, who is uh, Miss Argentina. Salute to them for, for being brave enough to kind of come out there and live their life publicly as they, they deserve, you know? And I'm sure they are, you know, um, whether they realize it or not, an inspiration for for so many, um, you know, people who who identify uh, in in a way that is sadly shunned um, by so many factions of, of our community and, and I guess the world as a whole. So that's beautiful. Salute to them, salute to Rihanna for for doing that work. And now, with that said. Let's get to our Ask a Gringo segment. I want to get y'all's take on one of these stories. I think y'all are going to have a lot to say on, on one in particular. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's do it. Let's get into our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo. I have a question. All right. So today's question for our Ask a Gringo segment is Bad Bunny. What do you think about this whole Potential buddy romance between Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner. I can't believe I'm saying that. Kendall Jenner, y'all. Let's talk about them. Let's let's see what y'all's responses have been. I got a bunch of them. We can't read them all. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. All right. At Nikki Bourbon just said, why? (laughs) Laughing my ass off. Yeah. I mean, same, same, same response. I feel like I had, you know, um, Bad Bunny can, you know, arguably get, you know, a, a ton of different, you know, women or, or that he's attracted to. I'm sure. I'm sure that there's there's no shortage of women lining up to want to have a night with him. Why get yourself wrapped up in the whole Kardashian uh, drama? I I, I don't know. I, I love first of all how simple these responses are. Nobody seems to be. Uh, Super up for with this. At El Pisano says trash. <laughs> Zippo and to the point, just trash. Love it. And let's see, everyone more. At Walking with Light says it's giving, get out. <laughs> Man, I think we're all on the same page here. Man, I, I, I think also it feels like. Bad Bunny has always been like above the fame and above the Hollywood aspect of all of this. And that's kind of something that we've loved about him and getting intertwined in the Kardashian saga of just fucking 
being famous for nothing and and uh being obsessed with fame for the sake of fame like it it just kind of cheapens a bit of of who we thought or i, I guess i should speak for myself who i thought bad bunny was I, I always felt like he was kind of above that a little bit and it's a little bit disappointing i have to say um you know i still love him still a fan you know we all kind of make mistakes at the end of the day but but uh, yeah, this one I don't I don't know I, I I can't get behind. Man, now with that said, let's uh, let's wrap everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been! Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Time for conclusions. Mm. All right, so we talked about this Bad Bunny story enough. I think you guys know my opinion at this point, and I think I, I've heard yours as well. Um, man, 
I don't want I don't want Bad Bunny to be another one of these people who ends up just getting intertwined with too much Hollywood shit and, and loses the thing we love about him. That's all I'm saying. Everybody's human though. Anyway. Uh George Lopez, Ralph Barbosa. I, I just think this is again in a nutshell one of the many reasons why our community is in the position that it is in right now. And listen, we're having an incredible moment. There's so many stories coming to life and, and people, you know, really rising to the top and it's beautiful, but it's long overdue. And, and, you know, of course you have to blame the idea of white supremacy and how that has, you know, whitewashed every industry and how Hollywood has, you know, uh, not felt the need to tell our stories or not cared to. All of that is real, but also we haven't done ourselves any favors by when one of us gets into a position of power um, that we we then take a responsibility to try and bring the next person up and to, to uh, you know, create a movement behind our moment. And someone like George Lopez is an example of how we failed at that and we've fallen short. And, and you know, hopefully our generation, this next generation, um, you know, kind of learns from this and and is trying to do better, which I think we are. Um, but but yeah, it's just sad to see someone like George Lopez have this reputation of being a hater on his own people and and still at his own level and age that he is right now, feeling the need to tear somebody else down. Um, again, I think it's just a sad reminder that we oftentimes are our own worst enemies and that we do bear um, some blame in why our stories aren't told the way we want them to be told, why our history has been uh, whitewashed and why we don't have representation uh, as we should in certain areas. And then, man, this whole street vendor in San Diego, it's just sad. And again, it is white supremacy at its best, you know, the way that it shows itself in, in the modern era. And it's white privilege, right? This group of, of, of Karens, the future Karens of America here, um, you know, felt emboldened to hang out and harass this guy for 40 minutes. 40 minutes because they didn't like the price of his hot dogs. Or they wanted him to give it to them for free because they thought they were owed something. Uh, for what? For being born? They're now owed to get whatever they want for being born white, I should say. It's just a sad current state of the, the world that we live in right now. And people like this man who are, you know, just sort of trying to get by and don't feel like they can stand up for themselves, they're going to continue to be easy targets like this. And the rest of us need to gather around them and make sure shit like this doesn't happen and call out people when they decide to, man, just be shitty people. And I really hope that the, identi the identities of these girls are, are made public. I know there's been a lot of backers to school saying that they're misidentified. They're not actually students. Internet says otherwise. But they need to have some sort of um, wake-up call that you do not get to uh, be an asshole and harass people and, and to fuck around with their livelihood uh, simply because you, you feel like it, uh, because the world has told you that you are uh, above the law and, and that you can uh, do anything you want in this life, essentially, right? Um, these, these girls need a, a wake-up call to, to how life actually works and... and uh, that their white privilege is is uh, not a not a uh, a get out of jail free card for for every stupid thing they want to do in this life. It's just terrible. My heart goes out to to anybody who who's suffering things like that. That it's a very sad thing. And again, 
his uh, his Venmo at Ice Cream Twenty Two if you want to donate. His name is Andres Argueles Alvarez, um, and it's under his name. Now, this other story on a positive side of things that we talked about: Rihanna's new perfume ad for Fenty, uh, featuring Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico, who are uh, married. They are, um, you know, two women who had to keep their relationship a secret for for the better part of two years, and now publicly come out. Um, and I just think things like this are beautiful. Again, inclusion it is completely necessary to allow people to to feel seen, feel heard, and to feel empowered to truly be themselves in a world that that keeps trying to remind us all just how different we are and how much we don't belong, right? And you know, maybe I'm uh, aggrandizing this ad just a little bit. Of course, they they knew they're going to make money off of it, and it was going to get a lot of PR, but. Um, either way, I think this is just a, a, a great sort of example of what the, the new, de- new generation wants and, and us short, sort of shedding the old world ideas around homophobia and, and queerness in general that um, are just really toxic and terrible um, parts of, of our, our history and our community, um, particularly for the older generation. So, man, beautiful stuff to see. And man, that is it. Uh, my book. I sound like a broken record. Just be the pre-order. We're, we're entering like the final couple weeks of pre-order and then it's going to start shipping. And uh, man, if you want to get your hands on a copy, reserve it so I can uh, sign in all that good stuff for you. www.justbe.nyc, right? Go get the book. I would appreciate it. It's meant to inspire you. I literally reference it because it's a reminder of myself to be present and to to remain inspired in this world. I, I put a lot of work into it. So definitely appreciate if you check it out. There's some really dope merch attached to it as well. If you're watching the video version of the show, I have a beanie on right now. I'm really excited about that's a part of the packages. And uh, man, yeah, and Street Soak podcast, Monday through Friday, 10 to 15 minutes, hip hop lyrics mixed with ancient Stoke philosophy with the intention of inspiring you, getting you some inspiration to start your day. And uh, at DJ Drumbles on socials, you want to get in touch, you want to be part of the Ask a Gringo segments, that's where you'll find me. And that's it. Have an amazing weekend, and I'll catch you all on Tuesday. Till then, stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes 
their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.